Yeah, that's cool. Hey, this is Scott Todnam, and you're listening to the Life is the Future podcast, a podcast for health education, middle school, and life in general. This is episode 16 of our podcast, right from the health ed classroom. Here's your hosts, Luke and Tadiwa. Hello, we are back. This is uh, episode 16 of Life is the Future. We're going to try to get to 20 episodes by the uh, end of the year. Um, and today we have two guests, one guest returning. Um, Jack is back. Hello. Welcome back, Jack. Um, <laughs> and we're accompanied by our guests, our other guests. For the first time here. For the first time, Elizabeth, Ellie. <laughs> Hi. Um, would you like to uh, say anything? Yeah, about yourself. Um, my mom's PTSA <laughs> president of Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you guys know. Um, <laughs> be quiet, Jack. Um, I'm an eighth grader. Okay. So... Our topic today is diversity and talk and I'm be I'll kind of get into intolerance or tolerance of diversity, but I'll ease you in with the first question. And the first question today is what do you guys define as diversity? What do you what do you define as diversity? Like well, what's your an, definition? An overview of diversity is um having a variety of different races and genders and religions. Okay. Yeah. I think a lot of it, like when you think of diversity, you think of like humans, like you think of like there's many different races and you want to have that on like one place, but it, you know, it can be like in the environment in general, the diversity of trees or animals. So it doesn't just apply to human. I think it applies like everything else as well. Okay. Well, the definition of diversity is a range of different things, the state of being diverse um, or variety. So to me, like diversity among humans among is like race, gender, like you said, religion, but, um, like Ellie said, like there's diversity over a lot of other things. Like you can be diverse in anything, not just like who you are as a person. You can be diverse in how you act, um, diverse in what's around you, like what the what a classroom looks like or what a school acts like or anything mm-hmm. like that. How you think is diverse. Yeah. yeah. So here at here at Scullin, how do you take in diversity and how do what is the overview of Scullin's diversity? I feel we have a pretty broad variety of people here yeah especially okay. over, it's developed over the past years and we've got more and more diversity and mm-hmm. more acceptance of different types of genders and sexualities okay yeah i think there's a definitely like it kind of evens out between the different races you know there's asians here and there's mm-hmm. white and there's definitely you know all types of races here it's not just like all one race which you mm-hmm. know back in history it would, these, these they used to have like segregated schools so if you like nowadays they're really pushing for that diversity. And there's never been a level out of the different races and religions in schools. Okay. Yeah. I feel like sometimes diversity is a good thing in school and that's looked at as like a positive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Compared to like a while ago when that was definitely not a positive thing. I feel like having a lot of different ethnic groups, um, is, I think some parents would rather their kids go to a school with a lot of ethnic groups because once you get out to the real world, there's all different types of people. Um, so to go to a school like that, I think – is what people are now pushing for is better as a kid growing up. It also also creates new perspectives and new thinking ideas when you have a variety of different people. Yeah, I agree. Because I think if you're growing up in a place that's more diverse, you'll be more cultured as a human being. And accepting of others. Accepting. Because, like, if you go, like, this is a stereotype. Like, um, let's say you go to, like, a preppy preppy school that's probably predominantly white White. white kids. I think you're going to start 
growing up to learning like, oh, you're going to start feeling, oh, I think we are like smarter because we go to this prep school. But I think if you go to, I think. I feel like that's more entitled than like more. Entitled. Yeah. Yeah. But but what I was saying like is more like when like if you were like you're saying to go to like a preppy school and Mm -hmm. you're a person I don't know because I'm not white but if you were to go to Mm -hmm. a preppy school that was like predominantly white I feel like when you got like out to like where you'd have to like talk to like Asian people and African American people I feel like you'd think they're weird yeah you haven't been around them like your whole life but like Mm -hmm. like in reality we're all weird we all have our like weird parts and we all have our cool parts so Mm -hmm. if you like are first for the first time, like you're just seeing how like a certain group of people acts or how a certain culture acts. You'd be like, oh, they're weird. When in reality, you're just not used to that. Okay. So like, mm-hmm. how important is it to accept other people's cultures? I think it's almost like a basic, like necessity. it's like a necessity. Like if you don't, you don't know, like you can read a textbook and this is how the certain religion works. But you mm-hmm. don't actually know how it works until you meet that person, people who follow that religion. And, you know, like once you get that understanding, mm-hmm. you really see how, like, broad the world is in terms mm-hmm. of that and religion, race, all that. Yeah. Jack? Okay. Okay. I feel like when, like, you read about cultures and, like, you hear about them and people who, like, aren't from that culture try to teach you about something, I don't. I wouldn't say it's wrong. I wouldn't say that, like, it's like what they're saying is like untrue, like not true or false or like really far off. But I'm just saying like there's a different like, like there's like some things that like you wouldn't really understand unless you were in that person's shoes. Like there's yeah. probably some things about being Caucasian or being white that I don't understand. And there's probably some things about being like Asian that I don't understand mm-hmm. or like being like Hispanic <laughs> that I don't understand. So like me being black I don't understand those things because even though I can like be around people who are different like ethnicities and like I can see how they act, I wouldn't be able to completely understand because I'm not like in their shoes. I don't have like their mindset. I don't live their life. Okay. So like stemming away from just um what do you call it? race? Um how do you think the tolerance of maybe other things such as like sexuality how do you think that pans into 2019? So, yeah, throughout history, you know, we've obviously become more accept- accepting with the women's tribe movement, the African-American movement and all these different movements. Uh-huh. And in 2019, we see a lot more sexuality in the movement of people trying to be more accepting and having the same rights as others, even though they may be different. But the same thing about diversity is we don't necessarily understand it because we haven't seen it before. But we need to try and be accepting because, you know, we obviously don't know what they're going through because like Luke said we are we we're not in their shoes so it might be different yeah like that's what I'm saying like if you were to be like if you're like talking about like a gay or a lesbian person like okay like although I or you or to or Ellie we might know someone who is gay or someone who is lesbian we don't really understand because we don't have that mindset of oh I like the same sex as me Mm -hmm. yeah there's almost like a push you know in 2019 of like for you know these in our world, like our brands are trying to be inclusive. So there's definitely been like, you know, boycott of brands because, you know, they won't include trans models or they don't post like boys. But yeah, Victoria's Secret had a big scandal. They said that, you know, trans and plus size women couldn't sell a fantasy. And there's a big pushback on that because, you know, this, our society now is so accepting that mm-hmm. it's almost like every brand is now becoming more accepting. So, you know, 10 years ago, you would never see a plus size woman in a lingerie ad. But now it's almost like you see that 
you know, a lot where you go to like the mall or anything. And yeah, we see brands becoming more successful if they include mm-hmm. like women. And mm-hmm. we see like Victoria's Secret is bundling in sales while brands yeah. like American Eagle are including Chrysler. Like yeah. Yeah. So it's just like people love that accepting and they So like yeah, let's like let's go into I think let's go into um like brands and another example of that was Hollister, like the owner mm-hmm. said he only makes um stuff for skinny people. So yeah. like let's go like so how do you feel about brands like that's wrong. Targeting. <laughs> that's wrong. Yeah, yeah because, I never like, heard of that. But I, yeah, that's wrong. That you only make well, they, clothes for skinny because people. Because so many people started boycotting Hollister. They've totally changed mm-hmm. their um, idea of how yeah, people want to marketing. Sell so you think? So I think what we're getting at is if people join together, we you can you can like start making people mm, more. Tolerable. You got to make stuff like, for all people. If if you're not accepting at this mm-hmm. point, you're why even try. So yeah, I think like there, yeah, there was a time like where like even not that long ago where like you could like not accept gay people. Like mm-hmm. there was a time like not it's, even that long ago. Like it's still around I mean, in some countries. Yeah, like, still you, some you, 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 you can, can still be yeah. killed if you're gay or lesbian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like so. now, like you have to accept everyone because if you're not accepting everyone, I feel like we're making strides as people to try to come all together mm-hmm. and just be one race, like the human race, like one yeah. type of people, even though we're all different in our own ways. So I feel like if you're not accepting other people, we're now coming to a point where we're all together. And then um, like we're all put together as one, like one group of people so that we all like will ride for each other and we'll all stand up for each other. Even if that's not us, like that's not how we are. So, have you guys ever exp- um, experienced um, like moments of tolerance, or like was it natural? Was it a natural journey? Like how? Like have, have you guys ever been intolerated? Then it became tolerance. Um, I I just saying this as a white cisgender female, I haven't really like experienced any you know hatred or bigotry like towards mm-hmm. me. You know, Catholic like it's just I don't really experience much hate. Okay. Or even the prejudice or... Yeah, and bias. Like, in society, I would be the superior if we're looking at... Have you ever witnessed any intolerance? Uh, Yeah. Definitely in the news, I think, a lot. I think a lot with, like, the black lives. We're not going to get personal, but, like, have you, like, witnessed it? And how have you dealt with it? Like, seen it, like, in person? Yeah, in person. person, And, like, how have you dealt with it? You don't have to, like, tell the story. Like, how have you dealt with it, though? Dealt with it? Hmm. If you've seen it before. If you haven't, it's okay. You know, like, I think because, like, Naperville is, like, it's it's a very nice city. So, I think we're kind of in, like, a little bubble. Mm-hmm. Like, we, people here, I bet you, you can ask people and they say, I've never seen, like, poverty or, like, homelessness. Because, uh-huh. like, most people here won't experience that. Yeah. So, I feel like just me right now, like, I haven't really seen any, like, racial or religious intolerance besides, like, on the news. I haven't personally experienced it or seen it. Okay. And that's probably from, like, my life. So, do you think... The reason it's like that is because of our schools, like how our schools have brought us up. Uh, mm. I don't know, because I don't feel like it's really the schools. Like I feel like sometimes, like we do have like kids like in our area who are like really spoiled and like I wouldn't say like racist, but like really like um, they're not like, accepting. Yeah, of like others. culturally, like like oblivious. Like they don't uh-huh. like they don't understand like anything about culture. Yeah, and, like I don't <laughs> think that has anything to do with the school i think that just has something to do with like their parents yeah. mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. their parents like haven't really like 
push like into them like what's wrong and what's right and i feel like that's why it's not that oh the schools are like raising us to be like some spoiled kids but like i know a lot of us are spoiled and that's not mm-hmm. because the schools make us that way i mean our yeah parents like or our friends but the school the schools can't change it in a positive way because i remember in our ela class because me ellie and jack have the same ELA class we were watching um a video about um these kids right they were it was right after um, Martin Luther King um got shot and they were getting taught about um accepting people and like oh, these kids oh, yeah. they didn't know what they were saying these kids are just what? saying the n-word back at, like saying oh yeah. blah 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 n-word blah 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 n-word because at home that's what they hear they, they don't really yeah. know so i think that was okay in society back then mm-hmm. but um, i think that are you te- talking about um are you talking about um the, the eye thing, thing with yeah the, the blue eyed and brown yeah, eyes. Brown yeah. Eyes. and how one one public figure can change someone's perspective on everything mm-hmm. yeah so and even so that teacher yeah for those who don't understand it was a teacher she was a third grade teacher I think right third yeah, grade yeah mm-hmm. and she had a bunch of basically white students but she was teaching them like about they were talking about like how people get discriminated against and the kids were like oh like they're different because they're black and blah 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 and the teacher basically said oh well. Like, if you have brown eyes, you're superior. If you have blue eyes, like, you're less. Mm-hmm. Like, you're lesser than the brown-eyed kids. And then, like, the blue-eyed kids were all, like, disappointed. And the brown-eyed kids were all happy. And then the next day, she flipped the role. So the blue-eyed kids were on top and the brown-eyed kids were on top. And then, like, at the end, she was kind of like, it's kind of stupid to, like, choose, like, and, like, judge people based on their eye color, isn't it? They're like, mm-hmm. yes. And then she's basically like, okay, well, like, we shouldn't discriminate each other. And after that, it really taught the kids that, like, okay, this isn't right. Like, to look at someone and be like, oh, because you look like this, I'm going to look at you as a person differently. And they kind of learned to accept each other. And then as a whole class, they were a lot more accepting of each other and even of, like, other people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a mix of education and also how you're brought up of, like, accepting other cultures mm-hmm. and other, you know, other racism, et cetera. Yeah, because, like, if you've lived here your whole life, which I have, you know, I've never been to, you know, another continent. So, like, I don't really know how those cultures work. But, like, Jack lived in Britain since, like, until it was nine. So, like, he definitely knows how that culture works. Mm -hmm. So, like, that definitely gives him, like, an edge kind of over me, just over. So, like, I think it's better to, like, if you were to be, like, diverse, you know, move to those countries or, like, travel Travel there. Travel to those countries and, you know. Uh, Yeah. Jack, if you you don't mind if I ask, how do you think the cultures differ from? England to I mean, here. they are both and tolerance both also. first world countries, so they're mm-hmm. not obviously, obviously night and day. Yeah, I mean, you do you remember anything in Australia? I mean, when I I mean, I've went back to visit, and especially Zimbabwe, maybe anything. Yeah, like I mean, Zimbabwe. I mean, it's like a predominant. It's a it's a third world country, mm-hmm. so the cultures are drastically different. Like the way, like how, like I think ninety, like a like. The way we have it here, like we all have computers and stuff, like that might be different from some third world countries. And in Zimbabwe, it was a little bit different. Like, um, and tolerance, I think the I think the tolerance might might be different there as well. I think it might be lower in some standards and higher in another. But mm-hmm. and what I did notice in England was we were more accepting to racial people that we've seen in our schools. So like a mm-hmm. lot of people from Britain are from like Poland and then also like the Middle East. So we're more accepting to those races, mm-hmm. but we wouldn't be more accepting to those like from Mexico. Mm-hmm. But here you see more, a lot more Mexicans here than you would in Britain because obviously yeah. they migrate to America. Yeah. So it's obviously if you're in different regions, then you, you are more accepting to those who you've seen around more. 
and it mm-hmm. that kind of that you know differs from where you live. Okay. Yeah, I think with a lot of like the refugee crisis, there has been a definitely influx of first countries <coughs> of like other races, you know, like Syrians and Mexicans coming to America and other European countries. So there's definitely been a more like racial influx of like divert more diverse races coming into you know these countries, these first world countries. So I feel like in like tolerance is now like almost like forced upon people. Like if you're gonna discriminate, like you you will be punished. Okay. So to close my final question for you is, how can we teach kid, little kids going into like maybe kindergarten, going into first grade, going into second grade, how to be accepting and how to be accept other cultures and just tolerate other people? And obviously, like teaching young is a great way to uh, kind of ease people into what the real world is and how mm-hmm. diverse it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we obviously a good, I don't really, off the top of the head, can't really think of anything that we can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it's not so much as a teaching thing, like, say, you need to be accepting of this race, this race, this race. I mean, just saying, I think it is taught, like, if, our, let's say, let's look at, like, I know this is like, a, this is gonna, like, let's look at even, like, the worst world leaders, like, Hitler and, like, Stalin, Stalin all those people. Yeah. If it started with their parents and it started with maybe one teacher... Do you think they would have been like that? Yeah, that is true. Like how how you get to the off. question, and you know what I think because it's not them. It's not naturally yeah. when they when they came out. They were just going that yeah. Way. Hitler wasn't like I just hate Jews. Like since he was a baby, like that's taught. Yeah, I was taught to him. Hate is taught, and mm-hmm. yeah, and it's a long line of just repeated of like one person. Yeah, teaching their children and then teaching their children, spreading it, and it just spreads the thing of hate. But a good thing is, and I think a lot of teachers are doing now is that. You know, they show us a bunch of videos and a bunch of documents and books about how these people were treated. Like in ELA, we were learning about the Holocaust and other mm-hmm. atrocities throughout history. And it's opening our eyes as to see how us discriminating against can lead to something as terrible as these atrocities. And that's why we need to be more expect- accepting. Because as we saw in the Holocaust, it built it up to little things and it got bigger and bigger until we were exterminating them. And, you know, it can it can build up that from any, anything. Like if we start discriminating sexualities because they're getting more prominent then we don't know where it could lead mm-hmm. as the generations go on yeah. yeah so it's just teaching it now so it can't get worse later. yeah so history doesn't or repeat, yeah, so itself. repeat itself yeah yeah all well, right you all know, thank you ellie thank you jack for coming uh this is a thank really you for good inviting us yes, no problem <laughs> oh it's a fun topic and We'll be back hopefully Soon. Thursday. Hopefully we want Thursday, yeah. and we're probably going to get another two next week so we can hit that 20th episode. But, yeah, um, so thank you guys for coming. Um, thank you. No problem. Bye. Thanks to Ellie and Jack for joining Luke and Tigiwa today to discuss diversity and tolerance, including the topics of race, religion, gender, culture, and sexuality differences. The eighth graders took on a mature topic this week. This is not an easy conversation for anyone, adults included. No matter what age, being aware of our personal norm and how much we don't know, simply because it isn't our day-to-day life, is a difficult thing. It takes an educated mind to be able to take on a different perspective to put yourself in another person's shoes. And perhaps the hardest thing to do is to realize the lens that we look through when viewing the world. It was interesting to hear the students try and wrap their head around their own bias. Not a bias in the negative sense, but but a bias in terms of experience. 
our reality is not another person's reality. And just having that notion is a huge step in early teenage years towards tolerance. And not even simply tolerance, but further than that into the notion of inclusion. Inclusion is the concept that all people, regardless of their background, their abilities, or their needs, have the right to be respected and appreciated as valuable members of their community. I'm also glad that the students brought up the old third grade experiment done by Jane Elliott, an anti-racism activist and an educator known for her blue eyes, brown eyes exercise done with third graders way back in the early 1970s and 1980s. And that still hits home with today's teens. It's, it's, it's such an accessible metaphor for race relations and other concepts of diversity and inclusion. According to the students today, it sounds like America and maybe much of the world is building towards a true melting pot that as a term came into popularity over 100 years ago. There's a lot at play here in these topics that could have been discussed further, particularly analyzing the influence of brands and marketing, the advocacy movements we see front and center in the media and learning from the past. These are definitely brought up in classes like health ed and social studies and even other content areas where schools can offer the unique stories and backgrounds of authors, artists, musicians, um, inventors. It's important to acknowledge that members of society are still struggling and battling day to day through what can be termed systemic issues. Social justice involves all of us. It's important to really hear the students today and what they were saying about this and to regard their conversation as a potential view into the future. Their discussion was open and acknowledging of racism, sexism, and other prejudice, but it was also steadily optimistic. You can hear in their voices the positivity come through as the teens talked about the very natural part of their welcoming, of, of them welcoming diversity in their social development. Okay, so resources. First, I'll link in the Jane Elliott school experiments that were mentioned, so students can check that out, or, or anyone for that matter. There are a few that you can see with a simple internet search for brown eyes and blue eyes. I'll include the PBS link to something called A Class Divided. It includes adults and not just children. It's old footage, but it's simply something to definitely check out. I can't recommend it enough. The second link I'll include is for parents and it's entitled Beyond the Golden Rule. It has some ideas on how to teach kids of all ages from preschool up to late teens about concepts of prejudice and tolerance. And finally, the last link is for fellow educators. It's from the Teaching Tolerance Organization, and it has the social justice standards for teaching. All great resources, so I hope they can help. Uh, we're aiming for 20 episodes this school year, so stay tuned later this week or um, even earlier next week as we keep working towards our final topics of the school year. Please backtrack our episodes, give us some feedback. The students would love to hear from you. As always, please subscribe, review, and share away on all social media. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.